Not a minute less, not a minute more, Ben. Are we sure it's less or fewer? <laughs> we could probably do all 15 minutes of this a show on that. Uh, that's our slogan. Anybody listening to this now might have already seen it. Uh, three times a week. 15 minutes or so. Uh, not a minute less, not a minute more. And our friend Guy asked us while reviewing this, well, why even say that? What's the point? Do you have to say that? And then called us on the less versus more. Or less versus fewer. I'm sorry. So we did have to look it up because obviously less sounds right, right? Well, less than right. I'll be there in less than five minutes. And I'll be there then fewer than five minutes. Like the, the, the run's not right. And it turns out your thought process was correct because the principle here is a continuous quantity versus a discrete quantity, right? People right. think about fewer and less. It's countable versus uncountable. But there's actually a second principle, which is continuous versus discrete. And in this case, we're talking about a continuous 15 minutes. So saying less than is correct, not fewer. Yeah. yeah, and when you get a pizza, they promise it in 30 minutes or less. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I don't know the rules of grammar enough. I kind of know the general rule of thumb that if it's countable, you go with fewer. And But uh, I just know by ear which one is correct. And I remember that's how I fell in love with Whole Foods because famously all these grocery stores all around America have signs that, you know, for the express line that'll say, you know, 12 items or less, and it's grammatically incorrect. And I fell in love with Whole Foods when I, first time I went, went to the express line and it was, I don't know how many items, but I'll say it's 12, 12 items or fewer. And I was like, Ooh, this is a grocery store for me. I'll happily pay three times as much for produce. <laughs> <laughs> that is the most Groover story ever. That is incredible. I, I mean, I've, I've told the story of the way we met was I actually emailed you about Shatekri sort of out of the blue and didn't hear back from you until a few weeks later, you sent an email critiquing my word choice and how I'd used the wrong word and you would used to use the wrong word and give me that history and etymology. And it was this perfectly formatted email, you know, that, that didn't quote what I said before because it was a proper response. It only quoted one line. And, you know, signed with the JG. And, uh, and it was great. I loved it because I had read Daring Fireball long enough that, like, that is the most Gruber email ever. And I think he might link to my site soon. And sure <laughs> enough, you did. And, and now here we are uh, many years later. I always hate it when I'm ready to link to something and then I spot a typo in the thing I want to quote. <laughs> and I, I will always send a courtesy typo report because I want to fix it. Um, and I don't want them to, or I might even fix it as a courtesy in advance in my block quote, but I don't want it to be there on their site when I send people there. Um, but then I, then I have to wait because usually I'm, you know, I'm ready to click send and maybe I'm at a weird hour or like me and you 12 hours apart on the globe. Who knows if you're awake and I don't want to wait, <laughs> but anyway, here we are. Welcome to dithering. Welcome to Dithering. We, we start with grammar, we end with grammar. Uh, that's not yeah. true. We start, we start at zero, we end at 15 minutes. That, that's our promise. And why, you know? And, and, and it gets to that slogan. And, and part of the reason that I love that not a minute less, not a minute more is that I think it works in the abstract, but I think it very specifically works for a podcast with me and you, and perhaps especially with me, given the nature of my show, the talk show at Daring Fireball, which is not 15 minutes <laughs> on the button. It tends to be close to two hours, often over two hours, uh, and is also published on a, a semi-regular, but mostly erratic three times a month schedule. So you don't really know what you're going to get. You'll get a lot every month, but you don't really know when, and it's a lot to digest at a time. Right. Whereas this case, you pay $5 a month, you're going to get three shows a week, 
Monday, Wednesday, Friday. It's going to be exactly 15 minutes. You know what you're getting. And also, you don't need to be fearful of that, right? Like, right. The, I, I actually get responses to this from Trashecary sometimes where people are like, I, they unsubscribe because they have too many unread emails building up. It's like, it's actually too much content. And you could imagine a scenario where like, oh my word, Ben and John are going to podcast regularly. I don't have six hours a week to listen right. to that. Like, nope. No, and it's it's interesting because we've felt this. We've been doing test episodes for you know a couple of months now, and when you know starting, we have a timer that both of us are looking at right now as we're recording, and it totally changes the way you record. Like this is a very different feeling than when I'm on the talk show. Yeah, and it seems to exercise very different aspects of my brain. When I get done recording my regular show, I am exhausted, and it, everybody is experiencing this right now with all of these remote Zoom meetings and and other types of remote things. And everybody is talking about how it's exhausting. And it is, it is different to communicate with somebody remotely, even over a high fidelity connection than when you're face to face. It's, it's emotionally exhausting for complicated psychological reasons and also some technical reasons, but you do it for two hours and I come away just empty mentally. And again, my grandfather was literally a coal miner who died of black lung disease. I'm not saying that coal, I always bring this up. I love to do it. And I love to remind myself of it. Podcasting, in a sense, is not hard work compared to coal mining. But mentally, it can be exhausting. But, but I come out of a two-hour podcast, and I'm spent. I come out of a 15-minute episode of Dithering, and I'm like, oh, I could go more. And you hear this because all our old shows, we, we decided to make them all available for, for you, our, our, our dear new subscriber. And it's funny because you, I think we got better about this over time, but you kind of start out a little slow. And then by the end, you're just sort of rocking and you can feel it over the last two months. We've gotten better and better at pulling forward that moment at which we sort of gain momentum to earlier, earlier in the show. And it's, it's actually been a very like learning and iterative process. Just how do you podcast? How do you do a 50 minute podcast? Because it's totally different than how you do sort of a two hour podcast. And I agree. It's super invigorating. You finish these and we always, we've done a couple where we just, uh, I think we just recorded our second podcast here because once you get going, it, it's fun to go, but yeah. that is it, a challenge. It, like it adds a challenge every day. Let's get this in 15 minutes, what we have to say and let's make it fun and interesting. And yeah, it, it's, it's been a lot of fun already. And I'm, I'm quite excited about continuing to do it going forward. And everybody who's ever created anything in any form knows that it's true that constraints will make you angry and want to bang your head against a wall, but that constraints are also the source of inspiration for all sorts of great things and that you need to have deadlines and constraints can be great. And a constraint like, hey, you cannot go over 15 minutes can lead to higher energy. It can lead to it, it just Good things can come out of it. Well, the cool thing, too, is we took this idea and we've sort of constrained everything about this podcast. But I think hopefully in a way that I think is is very neat. Right. So we have dithering.fm. You can go visit it. You can sign up for this podcast. You'll have a list of the shows that we have. But that's it. There is no like episode pages. There's no show right. pages. This is not you know podcast because they came out of the Web and they came out of blogs. They sort of kept like this vestigial attachment to blogs, right? right. And, and one thing that was fun about this, because we both already have our own blogs and we both already have our own shows, 
what if we just create a pure podcast? What does a pure podcast mean? Pure podcast is it's in your ears. You're looking around, you're finding the show, you're playing it, and then you're going. You're not flipping through and scrolling through show notes. That's a blog. And if you make a podcast, then all that matters. What's the constraint there? It's like it's the visual, it's the visual idea. And 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 it's been so cool to think about let's expand on that. Let's instead of getting throwaway show art that we are stuck with forever, what if that becomes everything? That's all we have because we're constrained in what we're doing with it. I think it's always interesting to think back to how, you know, in a sort of Marshall McLuhan type way that the medium is the message and how mediums can shape the content of the thing that they're in. I mean, certainly cinematically, early TV was shaped unbelievably by the physical nature of the picture tubes that people had in their homes and the sort of cameras that they used to shoot early TV shows. And, you know, it goes on and on and on. All, so many aspects of modern journalism in newspapers are predicated by the nature of actually printing newspapers, you know. And the timelines that you had to get it out at a certain time. So you had to write right. in a certain way. Like sports right. writers would be writing their story during the game because it had to be published immediately afterwards. Always blew me away when I, in the, even up to the 90s, at, when I was covering the Drexel men's basketball team for the Drexel student newspaper, how the guy from the Philly Inquirer had his story mostly written. <laughs> And I was on a weekly deadline. I had time. I was like, holy crap. I haven't even thought of like what my angle is on that game yet. And here's a guy who's got his story written. And then I'd be like, I bet that story's going to be terrible. And then I'd read it in the paper the next day. I was like, hey, this is good. <laughs> and I was like, I got to stop reading this guy's stories because it's going to pollute my and I don't want to rip them off because I haven't written mine yet. But yeah, it totally informs it. And one of the things that I think is so it, it sounds like a little thing and it sounds like duh because that's how people deal with podcasts. They deal with them in their podcast app. But I love that the canonical home for episodes of dithering is absolutely positively what you see in your podcast app. Yep. That's where the show is. That's what it is. And it is great because we've been able to experiment on the aesthetics and the experience in your podcast app. Meanwhile, with a business model that has the same approach, that it's in your podcast app. And you know you know that I've been thinking about this podcast space and how can you monetize podcasts for ages. And I had the idea of doing it in an app, like the Luminary approach, way before Luminary did. Yep. And uh, unfortunately for Luminary, I realized before they launched, <laughs> that was not a good idea. Like, And, and the reason, I, I learned this with Stratechery, where I started Stratechery, and actually you were, if you paid, you would get a different website experience than someone who hadn't paid. And I watched it. It was awful. It was horrible. And I actually ripped it out over weekend and came back on Monday saying, actually, if you pay, you're going to get an email now. That's going to yeah. be what the, the paid product was. And I kind of lucked into it, but it makes total sense. People already check their email. They're already there. You need to fit into people's lives and the way they already sort of experience things. And then that, that sort of opens up the possibilities to you. And this is the same sort of idea. We're not going to give you an app, a dithering app. No, you have, you, you have a podcast player. You love podcasts. We're going to be there right along everything else that you already like. Yeah. And I feel like that goes along with the spirit of the open web, not to get all political and capitalize the O and the W and open web, you know, just lower I will be political about the open web. I'm, I'm there. I'm with you. Well, I will too. I've built my entire career around it, as have you. It's it, it's something I love and I feel strongly about without being opposed to apps and proprietary stuff. There's a place for everything. But 
I just feel like podcasts by their nature are open. And I think like one of the most interesting things is I do feel that historically speaking, RSS came first and was used mostly for blog posts and people aggregated and they read it in news readers and Google reader and stuff like that. And then podcasts were like, well, we could use RSS to distribute audio files. You could just record a show like a radio show and then just put it as an enclosure in an RSS feed. And then you think of it that way in the way that RSS came out of websites. You, But you wouldn't have a written website that existed only as an RSS feed. It doesn't really make sense. It doesn't even seem appealing. There needs to be a website where it's the canonical home. But podcasts followed that and drafted on it and sort of had the same thing where the podcast has a home and you can go to the website and there's a web page you can click on and you can maybe play it on the web page, but nobody really does that. Whereas it really does make intuitive sense to me that the natural home of an episode of a podcast is in a podcast player. That's right. And nobody really needs to even know what RSS is, of course, to get to it. it like it, it, it's hard. I, I almost feel like I feel it's kind of silly because when you talk, like when we're talking about this, I get excited, right? Because I get excited about it, like, oh, it, it's in a podcast player. And it's like, oh, the business model is you can sign up and get a fee that goes in your podcast player. And like when all, when all the pieces sort of feel like they're aligned and pulling in the same direction, it, it's a lot it's a lot of fun. And this is, you know, the open web is is so critical because and I had this debate a lot when Shrekery started because the idea of having sort of a subscription site, there were some people that are like, oh, I thought you believed in openness. I'm like, I do believe in openness. Paying <laughs> is not in opposition to openness. That's in opposition right. to free. Free and open are different, right? People come to me and they pay on my terms. Like I don't pay, I'm not paying Apple a fee. I'm not paying Facebook a fee. I'm not paying anyone a fee. It's you and me have a direct one-on-one relationship that's made possible by virtue of the openness of the web. And basically that's what we're, we want to do here. And in big picture, I'm excited about this for podcasts because to be dependent on only advertising as a monetization model is not good for openness in the long run. You need lots of ways to monetize and you can be paid and still be open. And that's sort of exactly what we're trying to do here. In theory, somebody could do, and there are, there are daily shows that have sponsors. It certainly isn't uh, antithetical to the idea of a shorter daily or three times a week like us or a similar type schedule show. It's not like you can't have sponsors. It's not like it doesn't work, but there is another way. And in the same way that it is fun to watch a show on Netflix or HBO that doesn't have commercial breaks and you just go straight through, it is fun, I think, to listen to, hey, 15 minutes and there's no song to skip at the beginning and it's you know exactly how long it's going to be. And then when it's over, it's over. And that was it. It's fun to listen to it straight through. Right. Well, an hour show when you have to hit the skip button like five times versus our show, you turn it on once and boom, like you, you got it straight and you straighten your veins. Well, I don't skip sponsorships. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know that was possible, Ben. <laughs> John, we finished early. 